0: we are, folks. We are live on Facebook. This is Tom Young. I'm here for Money Ships Podcast on Anchor.com and live Facebook at the Family Money Farm Group. You need to share this, folks, because I am determined to change the way people think about money, the way they think about their lives. This is an opportunity to get right thinking because everything I talk about is backed up by facts. Do the research. I will point you in the direction and everything that I talk about to help you find your way to the truth, to the Lord above, and how all of that together can make an unbelievable difference in your future. As we start every presentation at the current time and will continue, we offer prayers for everybody that everybody that is affected by COVID-19 and otherwise, that you would somehow find your way to the truth, to the greatness that lies inside each and every one of us. Those abilities that you are unaware of that is in you, your untapped ability, your unique ability, that each and every one of us was given. You know, the thing was, there's an old story and and, uh, the gentleman said, well, you know, when, when they were given out brains, I thought he said trains and I said, give me a slow one. Just a joke. But we all live a life of expectancy in some ways or others. We also offer prayers for those who have lost loved ones through this trying times that we are currently in. And we also pray for those who have been lost, that the Lord would open his arms and take them into his kingdom above. In Jesus name, we pray. So when I look forward, today I've got a lot of information. It is Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. And I got a lot of information today. We're gonna start out with some new things. So so the month of June is gonna be, the book is Living Above the Level of Mediocrity. There it is with uh, Charlie Swindell. Uh, It is an awesome, awesome book. Uh, There was a lot of scripture in it. And what I have found over the years with all of the books that I have read that deal with personal growth, the greatest book ever written in history ever for personal growth and finding our way to a successful, prosperous life is the New Testament. And the information in the New Testament, almost every book that I have read about personal growth (laughs) is full of quotes from the New Testament. We're going to talk about some of that today because Swindoll, living above the level of mediocrity, chapter one, what have we been talking about? Don't we think about every day the muscle, the thinking muscle between our ears and, and Swindoll, the chapter one, it starts in your mind. So we're going to talk about some of that today and, and some of the, the bad habits of thinking that we all have in our minds. Also gonna talk about a concept, a topic, Busting the Life Insurance Lies. There's another book by Kim Butler. A great lady, personal friend. I have known her for years and years. Uh, She's sort of one of my junior, one of my mentors in life. Uh, and, And so we work together in the same area of thinking when it comes to money and how to create wealth and security and retirement income, etc. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today at the same time. Our word for the day is resignation. You know, resignation, that, that is an interesting word. You know, the words, as we go through this book about words, it, it, it is really interesting because resignation, an act of retiring or giving up position the acceptance of something undesirable but inevitable you resign to the fact CS Lewis says humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less perhaps one of the best lessons leaders can learn is how to become more humble and patient When we resign ourselves to the fact that the universe does not revolve around us, we have taken an important step on our path to discovering greatness. When I was in high school, my mother decided family was going to host a foreign exchange student. No one else in the family had been consulted, Mom just thought it would be a good idea for us to have a stranger from another country living, for, living with us for a year and he would share my bedroom. Well, we attended a picnic with other families hosting foreign exchange students. There were perhaps 15 families in all and the new exchange, foreign exchange student had a chance to meet their families and mingle with everyone present. I decided that I was annoyed to have to share my room with a kid from Portugal for the year. So I was not the most sociable person that night. All of a sudden though, I saw Holly Van Cleef. She was one of the prettiest and most popular girls at my school. Her family too would be hosting a foreign exchange student for the year. With one glance, my entire attitude had changed. And then as if by divine intervention, I saw her notice me and begin to approach me. I quickly sucked in my gut, brushed my teeth with my tongue, and did my best to look as dashing as possible. Holly was actually going to speak to me. She smiled, extended her hand and asked, so what country are you from? Well, needless to say, I I was crushed. Here I had thought, I was all that. And it turned out the most popular girl in school didn't even realize I was her classmate. I learned a good lesson from that experience. Don't think too highly of yourself. We're all just blips on the radar, life is short. So it's a good idea to stay humble and have fun. Great book, great word, great word today. And and when I talk about Swindell, let's just jump around a little bit. He starts off with something in here and, and talks about mental locks. A gentleman in his creative book, A Whack on the Side of the Head by Roger Von Oak for his insights regarding what he calls mental locks. We've heard them and said them so much. They are cast in mental concrete in our mind. If you're like me, you will smile by the time you get to the end of the list. The right answer. That's not logical. Follow the rules. Be practical. Avoid ambiguity. To err is wrong. Play is frivolous. That is not my area don't be foolish and i'm not creative god is interested in our breaking free from such locks he realized each lofty thing has dug in its heels and must be dislodged you know when we think uh, about things conquering mediocrity the mental metamorphosis and I want to share just a few scriptures here that, that I have read and known for a long, long time in my search for being better than I was yesterday. See, the goal in life, is, as as uh, St. Paul in second letter to Corinthians points out, never compare yourself to other people. Only compare yourself to you. The you you were yesterday Who are you today? Are you a better person today? Have you grown since yesterday, since last week, since last month? You should only compare you with you, who you were yesterday. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your toil is not in vain in the lord i can do all things through him who strengtheneth me philippians 4:13. for whatever is born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcame the world our faith yet those who wait for the lord will gain new strength they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired and they will walk and not become weary. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to thy word. With all thy heart I have sought thee, do not let me wander from thy commandments. Thy word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Be alert, stand firm in the faith. Act like men, be strong. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it shall be opened. And and there are lots more. I'm not going to just sit and read them all. But I think you got my point. And, And I hope those listening today... If talking about the Lord and Scripture, you get disenchanted, I'll pray for you. But really, it's about everything. Everything that exists in the world was created by God. Either the natural that God created in the beginning and everything that we have today was created by creative imagination with the elements that God originally created. What I want to talk about in a few minutes is is I want to talk about this book by Kim Butler, Busting the Life Insurance Lies. Now it lies that there are things in this book that I just want to touch on today. And, and we're going to go through this book between now and the end of the month. And I just want to jump in here and, and I want to look at the chapters. In other words, the general life insurance lies and here, here's what it is. The very first one, whole life insurance is a bad investment. Now I can go into the book and I can read this stuff. That, that she has written <laughs> that, that I'm aware of and been reading and listening to for a long, long time. But you have first thing you have to realize is life insurance is not an investment because you have to separate the word investment from savings. Investment connotates risk. Savings is about security and certainty. And life insurance, if it is not an investment. Now, let me, let me back up a minute. Let me start from the the ground up here. Let me give you some foundational knowledge. There are two kinds of life insurance. There is whole life insurance, which has permanency and guarantees. And there is term life insurance, which is like renting an apartment. In other words, you pay a low expense for coverage for a short period of time. The older you get, the more expense that coverage gets because you're, you're buying pure death benefit coverage for a stated term, a stated period of time. The greater the risk of dying, which comes with getting chronologically gifted, As we grow older, that death benefit that we want to purchase for a period of time gets more and more and more expensive. If you tried to buy term life insurance at age 80, you would find out that the premium is extremely prohibitive. Because if you wanted to buy a $100,000 insurance policy at age 80, the premium might be 12 or $15,000 a year because at age 80, your life expectancy is like eight to 10 years. So that means at eight to 10 years when you die, all the premiums have to be paid for the death benefit to be in full. So the older you get, the more growth, the more higher the age, the more expensive term insurance becomes. Whole life insurance on the other side is a policy where you pay a higher premium up front, but typically it is a level guaranteed premium for life. And, and that's a whole life policy. But it is guaranteed to pay regardless of when you die or, or whatever, and the premium is guaranteed and locked in, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let me step back. There are two kinds of life insurance companies. There are stockholder owned companies, and their mission statement is to provide a competitively priced product to make a profit for the stockholders of that company. Okay? The other type of insurance company is a dividend paying mutual life insurance company which basically is owned by the policyholders that own the policies. Therefore, the profits of the company are driven back to the policyholder by way of dividend, reduction of premium, or or whatever it is, there are many different options that are available to the policyholder as the owner of the company. Now let's think, think with me for a minute, please. Thinking muscle time. If life insurance was not a good deal, why would they want to sell it for stockholders? Why there there, there is profit in this product? Otherwise there wouldn't be 800 or so other companies that are corporations owned by stockholders for profit. So a dividend paying mutual life insurance company funnels the profits of the company to the policyholder. Oh, so every whole life policy I've ever seen with a dividend paying mutual life insurance company over time, there is an absolute profit and a gain which in my 45 year career over time has always outperformed bank accounts, which we believe as consumers to be one of the safest places to put money because it's in a bank and we believe the banks are safe. And the only reason they're safe is because the government guarantees the banks with that FDIC insurance. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. The banks pay a fee to the federal government so that if they screw up and lose money and get out of control, you're in my tax dollars, we, we bail them out through that FDIC insurance, and each account is insured up to $250,000 under current law. Now in most states if not all states there is an insurance guarantee law in every state that if an life insurance company an insurance company gets in financial trouble cuz they are audited by the states almost on a monthly basis and if their books turn upside down the state immediately takes over that company and they put together a management team made up of other people from other insurance companies to work at making that insurance company whole again. And if there is a shortfall, all of the other insurance companies are assessed. An amount of money to make that company whole and there it lies the fact that for 150 years, 200 years in America, while life insurance has existed, not one person has ever lost a dollar of their cash value ever because of a financial problem of a company. Now, the other side of that coin is there are about 850 life insurance companies today that sell some form of life insurance in the marketplace. Of that 850 companies or so, 99% of them are stockholder owned corporations for profit. Less than 1% are mutual dividend paying companies. And the irony of that is those small, less than 1% of all the companies, they've all been in business for over a hundred years. There aren't any new dividend paying mutual life insurance companies. So in history, and I will go into that more and more this week, I'm going to cut it off right there. We're, we're, We're over my limit of what I set for time, but we're going to talk this month about how do i save money because we always talk about the financial storm that is growing bigger and bigger out of washington the debt at 30 trillion dollars the unfunded liability at 155 trillion and they want to spend another six trillion dollars that we don't have to add on more debt i believe that if the government decided to get control, there is a lot of waste of our money because there is no accountability in Washington. There is nobody holding anybody accountable for what they do with our money. It is an old crony system and the Democrats and the Republicans, the politicians alike, add benefits into these huge omnibus bills they create to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars that go off into oblivion and are lost and gone forever. This new green energy they're talking about, if you remember back when Obama was president, all of those green energy companies, they threw hundreds of millions of dollars at them. The people that were running the companies got extremely wealthy and they all went bankrupt. Because there is no profitability yet. In capitalism, in the free enterprise system, believe me, if there was if green energy had reached a maturity level where it was profitable, the capitalistic system would take it over and explode it around the world. But it is not yet ready to come to light, I don't believe. This is Tom's opinion based on what I've seen and what I've read. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can get Kim's book on Amazon, Busting the Life Insurance Lies. Great book. It's really all about maximizing the efficiency of every dollar that flows through your life. You cannot afford to unthinkingly lose any dollars of your money. Cannot. Go to CFO-project.com. There it is up there. Up above my head, there it is. Put in your name and email address. You get a copy, a link, a download of my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project for free download. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow at 12 noon for a continued discussion of how do we efficiently grow our wealth to the maximum.